Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Spoiler alert from the very beginning here today, mm. but I think I know what you would do in the triathlon as featured in this film. Isn't the eating? Eating the pasta. You'd be great at it. I love pasta. You love pasta. Which pasta would you like to eat, though? Well, see, they were eating, like, plain spaghetti, which I think is a bit rough. Like, mm, give them true. some sauce. Probably the pesto pasta I'd be good at. Or mm, maybe, good, like, a little ravioli with some butternut pumpkin and some goat's cheese and sage. You know? Yeah. I mean, you couldn't do the other the two other two-thirds of the triathlon, though, could you? I'm not doing the swimming, no, and I'm definitely not doing the bike ride. No. Oh, I don't mean you. I mean, in general. You Anyone. can't be doing that. Halfway through a triathlon. Stupid idea. Alternative theory. The triathlon is eating three different types of pasta. Just do that. I'm on board with that. First course, penne. Second course, Mm. spaghetti. Last Mm. course, ravioli? Bellissimo. (laughs) Hello there. Welcome to I Only Like You in Movies. My name is Lonnie. I'm here with Sine. How are you doing, Sine? I'm good, thank you. Uh, we watched Luca separately last night because Sine, for some reason, is still stuck International Space Station. Um, mm-hmm. How are things going up there? <laughs> things up there. You were supposed to come down, weren't you? I was supposed to descend from the space station, yes. But apparently not. I can descend That's... from the space station, but I may not be allowed back up to the space station. Mm, okay. That's the main problem. Yes, and also you were very much on time this morning for recording, weren't you? I was definitely got here with plenty of time to organize. <laughs> <laughs> definitely did not hear snooze on my alarm and then forgot to set a new alarm and definitely didn't shoot up out of bed half an hour late and run in to record. So today sounds a little bit sleepy. Uh, that's why. However, I believe she's going to get fired up pretty soon. So she'll wake up pretty quickly. Mm. Now, Luca, to Pixar film, the latest one, um, released on Disney Plus. Apparently, people at Pixar don't like that because it seems like it's just sort of dumped on the app rather than released properly. But COVID, I guess, is meaning this happens and it's obviously a lot easier just to put something on the app rather than. There, there's a pandemic, right? And this is a relatively like small concern. Yeah. Yeah, and like I say, apparently, I, I, don't, I just heard that on Twitter or something. I don't know if that's really true. But mm-hmm. you would kind of, you're making a big budget film. You want to get it released know, on cinemas all around the world. So, uh, Sine, mm. you said it was great, didn't you, when we talked briefly about it? Yes. What did I say back to you? Oh, you've, you've got me back up against the wall. You sent a meme from a particular show. <laughs> That you like. <laughs> What's the show, Sine? It's Emily in Paris. Oh, thank you for referencing it this week. I don't, I don't have to reference it now because you referenced it. That's cool. Thank you for that. And what is the meme? What is Emily doing in the meme? 
like holding her sunglasses down and doing like a hmm kind of face. Yeah, with, with the eyebrows, which makes it all the better, doesn't it? Very much so. So I, I was expressing some doubt with that meme. That's what it was about, if you didn't pick up on that. Um, but I did like the movie. I think I liked most of it. There are some parts. What? I think the main reason you didn't like it is because it's an adventure story, isn't it? Well, not really. I didn't think it was that much of an adventure story. I kind of thought, though, it could have been better if it was just more of a hangout film. If they were just eating pasta on the beach and vibing together, I thought some of the adventure elements, like the the whole triathlon race, didn't do anything for me. And I think I'm a, am I a basic bitch here or I don't know, but... Did it need the fish elements? Like, I think that's been a common criticism, but I don't think it needed it. What do you think? I think the fish elements were integral to the story that they were telling. They weren't telling I mean, a hangout story. What were they telling? He was learning to accept himself. I mean, yeah, I get that. People sure. were learning not to be scared of them. Okay, yeah. But did they? Because that plot line was finished in like two seconds. <laughs> I did write that down, but it was resolved very quickly. One guy looks at them and they resolve it. Shall we talk briefly about what it's about? Because some people might not have know sure. what Luca is about. We've sort of we've divin divin dovin dived. <laughs> we dove in into the deep end straight away. <laughs> so what's it about today? So Luca is like a fish person, mm -hmm. and. They're not allowed up to the surface except one day he goes up to the surface and he meets Alberto, who he mm. thinks is just a human, but Alberto is also a fish person. Mm. And then they explore, like, land together in hopes mm. of getting a Vespa because they think that will mean that they can be free and mm. fly the Vespa, not ride, fly the <laughs> Vespa around the world. Yeah. So it's sort of like off the Italian coast, a little... They end up going into a small town, like a little coastal village, basically. And they enter a triathlon to compete Which so wasn't they needed, can win so... money to get the Vespa. Yeah. And they meet, they become friends with a little girl named Julia, who's got a... They're on holidays with their single dad, who's the best character. And as they're running around town, um, Luca's parents... Luca's like a little boy. His, his parents come back in, to town and are trying to find him. Shanigans ensue. I just think they didn't really do much with the fish side of things. It kind of felt half-hearted to me. Mm. I think you could have made a very similar story, in, in, including the, the whole uh, triathlon elements to it. If he's just like being homeschooled outside town, doesn't go into town much, becomes friends with this guy who's a bit older and then goes into town, becomes friends with Julia, all of a sudden he realises there's more to the world than just living on his family's farm and then he wants to go... To school with her and, and learn more about the world and his parents have to accept that what i'm saying is you could just have a personal small drama film without having to have this gimmick of he's actually a fish person especially because they don't do much with the fish elements i think in your like idea of the story there you miss out on him being different and not being accepted i mean you can do that without being a fish though can't you other films do that have dramas without magical elements yeah, I'm just saying that, like, that was the way that they were telling that part of the story by making him physically different. It's a kid's movie, let's not forget as well. So perhaps they might yeah. not understand nuance in living outside in a small village, but they might understand 
this person who looks different, very obviously different. I mean, maybe, but then he doesn't really, the film doesn't really engage with that idea because for most of the film, for like 99% of it, he is hiding. There's no real risk of him being seen as different. He is just seen as a little boy. Right at the end, spoilers, he, they, the rest of the town finds out that he is a fish person and his parents and Alberto is also a fish person. And then two seconds later, they're fine with it because they spent the whole movie wanting to kill these mermen, these fish people. And then one look from Julie is tough looking dad, sure. And it's all okay. Like if you're going to have a story about him being different, bring that forward, bring the reveal halfway through and then he's got to escape or people in the town have to learn to live with this guy even if they don't like it. They're like, we'll, we'll give him a go and then there's, there's discrimination and there's tension there. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just over. He hides around, he's living his life pretty much without the fish elements and then, oh yeah, let's worry, let's worry about it for a second. Oh, it's all over now. He goes to school, we see in the end credits and just puts his hand in a bowl. That's fine, apparently. Okay. I did see that bit and was questioning it because I was mm. like, just because your town's okay with it doesn't mean like the rest of the world will be. Mm. And I thought they were setting it up for a sequel, but then they gave us all the answers at the end credits anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I did have that note about the resolution was resolved very quickly because they're all sort of like ganging around him about to kill him and then Julia's mm. dad comes and is like, no, and they're like, oh, well, what are you going to do? One guy we tells no. We spent our whole lives... Mm-hmm. You know, being raised in a society where we've got these myths of these people who are outsiders who are monsters in the sea, and mm-hmm. now we see some, and they're little boys, whatever, but our society's built foundation is that we kill these people, and they're here. Oh, we're going to change it in a second? Like, I don't know. You could have bring it forward, and then the the mean Italian bully guy does try and kill them, and then he does, like, launch an army, like Gaston, to try mm-hmm. and fight these people, you know? I liked all the elements. It was a really beautiful film, and the the drama and the comedy was all good. Especially when he said "good get, good day" to you, sir, several times at the beginning. I thought that was very funny. Jacob Tremblay, really good voice acting, but I just kind of felt it was maybe a little bit light and didn't quite reach the dramatic heights. And I kind of compare it to Soul, which I thought the gimmick got in the way. I think the gimmick got in the way here too. Am I boring? No, I just think you're. You've outgrown adventure films and you want things with more substance than perhaps mm. they are designed to have. What do you think about his parents, though? They're like, oh, we're, we're going to give him the shittest life ever for a little 10-year-old boy. We give him a job. He has to go look after these fish sheep things all day. We've got no books. We've got nothing for him to do. All he does is go to work, come home, go to sleep, do that forever. And then they're surprised he wants to go and have a life and adventures and play and have friends. That's the point. That's how they were brought up. And so they're just repeating history and don't understand why he can't conform like they did. I guess so. <laughs> but like, it wasn't like he had a choice between a life at home with his parents and a life there and he had friends down there and it was kind of okay, but he felt a little bit like he was unfulfilled. Then he was brought up to the surface and it's like amazing. Mm-hmm. It was like that thing... A choice between good and evil is no choice at all. A choice between a boring life at home where you're going to die of boredom versus the best life with your, with a new friend and you're seeing the world and everything's great. Like, of course, there's no choice there. You just do the good thing, don't you? Mm. I get your point. Know, I'm being a bit harsh here, I know. <laughs> uh, full disclosure, I also fell asleep, I think, during the end of the race bit, but I got it. 
I got the point, you know. Oh, well, the main area that you'll have concern with, you were asleep through, so. No, I feel like I got it. They're on a race and then they're running around. I get it, you know. <laughs> what did you like with the films? I've been too harsh here. Bring, bring us back with some positivity. Um, I don't know. I, I really liked the vibe. I thought it was mm. really sweet. I got a bit teary at the end when Luca and Alberto were saying goodbye. Um, yeah. I think the... The lighting was beautiful when they mm-hmm. first get to the small town and they're hiding behind the stone wall and there's like mm. shadows on the ground. It's stunning. It almost looks like live action. It's um not a case anymore that we're going to get, you know, bad animation from a studio as big as Pixar. So I know it often gets lost because, like, of course it's good. It's Pixar. They've got millions of dollars to do whatever they want. But it still is impressive that they can do all this stuff from nothing. I agree. And some of that is a little bit diminished on the small screen, isn't it? It is a little bit, but mm. I still appreciated it. Oh, me too. But like, it's different on a massive screen where you can see that on your TV. It's just like, okay, it's like any other animation mm-hmm. to a point, you know, because you're not seeing it as much. Another thing I loved, hmm? Machiavelli. Yes. Yes. There are th- well, there are th- can I expand on that? There are three things that I love in this film that I think should be in every movie, okay? Mm-hmm. Grandmas who are secretly naughty and have a hidden wild streak. <laughs> love that. Every movie, please. Yeah. Second, big burly men with mustaches who seem tough but are secretly sweethearts. Mm-hmm. you got to love it. Like um, Knuckles in Paddington. Mm-hmm, exactly. Third, cats with moustaches. He was perfect. Because he had Machiavelli a moustache because his dad had a moustache and mm-hmm. he had a little bit missing out of his ear because his dad had one arm. Yeah. And he knew. Machiavelli knew. <laughs> he went on the boat with him as well. That was so good. I was like, why did he the cat on the boat? <laughs> that, was, that was a very funny sequence where he falls in the water and then comes back like scarred for life. Yeah. <laughs> and then he has a fish and everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. That was good. And so, yeah, I agree. Machiavelli, awesome. Love him. I did really like the film, but I do I do have issues with it too. So mm-hmm. I'll dive into those so that okay. way you don't feel like it's completely oppositional. Sure. I would have liked a little bit more consistency with the water transformation, mm-hmm. both in timing and circumstances. So when yeah. he first goes up, it takes like, it's not instantaneous, but it's quite quick to change. Mm. Um, and then he comes up again and it takes a little bit longer. And then ever since then, as soon as water splashed onto him, he's he changes instantly. Mm. But in some scenes, they need to be completely dry and they're wiping each other off and having towels and stuff. But the first time when they got up on the water, they didn't dry themselves. They just laid on the beach for literally one second and then they were dry, apparently. Yeah, I, I thought that too. So, like, at first you, you think it's just like, okay, if I'm in water as in, like, in the ocean mm. or not, I'm a fish or I'm not. But then as it goes on, it's like if I've got a little bit of dew on me mm-hmm. from the trees or if I get splashed with a little bit of water, all of a sudden. Instantly turn into Yeah. It. Yeah. Or like you could maybe see it like if they're in the pool, like in the fountain, it's mm-hmm. like a body of water maybe. That's the rule. But, yeah, it kind of the rule is whatever they want it to be yeah, for the scene. Yeah, it was quite inconsistent, <laughs> I thought. Yeah. Um, another thing I'm not sure about is the casting of – American actors doing Italian accents. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the only one who's really Italian mm. 
with the accent is the villain. Well, okay. Yeah, and I just feel like if this was a movie set in an Asian country and we had white actors playing mm. Asian people, that wouldn't be okay. And it's not just playing them, but it's it's playing them for laughs as well, like the way that they talk and mm. Um, Julia always says like Saint Mozzarella or Saint Gorgonzola, like cheeses. She always says name of a cheese, and I'm like, mm-hmm. would that work if it was in Asia? And you're like Saint Dumpling, mm. Saint Dim Sim, like that would be very racist, wouldn't it? So I don't know. That didn't really go down too well with me. <laughs> I also wonder how they pick which words they say in Italian, which words they just exactly, say in American yeah. accents. Yeah. yeah. So it's not a new thing, obviously, like Disney has been doing this, you know, American accent with different cultures mm-hmm. since the beginning. But I think maybe we're at a time where it's kind of okay to look at that now and maybe not do the same thing mm. we've always done previously. I agree. And, like, no one's going to see this film because Maya Rudolph or Jacob Tremblay are doing the voices. No. So you could have got an Italian cast, couldn't you? Wouldn't like, that have been great, like mm-hmm. they did with Moana? You know, and that meant so much to people of that culture and, like, it was such a good mm-hmm. representation of that. Like, this just felt like a bit, something a bit off. But you mentioned yeah. Maya Rudolph. Ugh, just petition to get her off my screen, honestly. <laughs> what? <laughs> she's, she's suffering from the James Corden complex. Yeah. Where she's in everything and it's going to be like, oh, it's Maya Rudolph. Oh, look, it's her doing a funny dolphin thing because we know that she does Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live and she's good at improvising and stuff. <laughs> no. Do you know what I've, written, what I've written here today is that I wondered if, if someone recently just got Maya Rudolph to like just say a bunch of generic mum lines mm-hmm. and they can just adapt that to any uh, upcoming animated film. It's true. Just say her and she's like, get over here. Oh, you're my favourite son, that sort of thing, and then they can just copy and paste it to whatever film's coming up. I just, again, maybe she's more falling for the Rebel Wilson trap than she is for the James Corden one, but Hmm. do you remember in Cats, it was like, oh, Rebel Wilson's on screen now, we're all going to listen to Rebel Wilson do her same five jokes she does in every role, Mm -hmm. and now we can get back to the story. This is kind of similar. It's like, oh, Maya Rudolph's here, let her do her stupid improvised crap, and then it's done, we can get back to the story, cool. Yeah, the difference between her and James Corden is that May is actually pretty good. So Yes, I know she's good. Yeah, I know what I'm you mean, just, though. She's, like, towing that line, getting closer and closer to that realm, and I'm just not here for mm. it. And I, 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 I'm guessing it's because she's well-liked and reliable and does a good job and everything. That's why she gets picked for these sort of roles and is part of them. But mm. you're, surely there are some other actors out there who could do a similar thing or maybe do something, bring something different to this sort of role. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I feel that it was very like one note sort of concerned mum, which I was like, could we do something different with her character, please? Yeah, at least she had a bit more going for her in um, the Millers, didn't she? Yeah, first machines, yeah. I mean, but even then, yeah, even then, <laughs> and like Sasha uh, Baron Cohen's in it, and he does you know a similar thing where it's all of us let Sasha Baron Cohen do his Sasha mm. Baron Cohen is for a bit, and then go back to the actual movie that we're watching, everyone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's that problem that we talk about often about celebrity voice actors now and mm. completely taking you out of the movie. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Got a few more points. Mm-hmm. A little small quibble, really. Mm-hmm. What do you think about naming films after the title character's name? A bit hmm. boring? Well, yeah, a bit boring, but I would counter that and say The Little Mermaid, Pocahontas, The Lion King. Snow White, Cinderella. Yeah, I guess there's a history of it. Yeah. But I was thinking in Pixar at least, you've got like The Incredibles is the name oh. of their team, so it's like gives you a little something. Oh, so Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Ratatouille is like a, a pun though because it's mm-hmm. a rat and then that's the, the, the meal. So, yeah, not really a thing within Pixar. Yeah, Monsters Inc. is good because it's like the name mm-hmm. of the company. And... Do you have an ultimate title to pitch? I was thinking even something like Luca's Big Adventure or something like that, you know, or, mm. or something about. I would have turned being... you off straight away. <laughs> no, not necessarily. in the title. Don't mind adventure stories. I just think they're boring sometimes if you keep doing it forever and ever. I don't mind this thing, except I think they're boring. No, if you give me a good adventure story, I like it. But if you give me the beginning of a different sort of thing or give me hints at something like Soul and then just go back to a basic bitch um, storyline adventure things boring and this one I, I want to say one point and then we'll get into one of the common discussions around the film my point before about how it was all a bit half-hearted with the fish thing right they almost gave us a really good out for that it was when the old lesbian couple turned out to be fish people why were they lesbians i thought they were just two old ladies who liked getting ice cream come on Sine. they showed no romantic interest in each other they're best friends. They are they. They get just get asking every day together. Why not? They're they're lovers. Let's face it. Okay. <laughs> Maybe they're not. Okay, that was a bit of a joke, but you take me seriously. <laughs> um, they could have solved the issues there about the rushed ending and all being they all love killing fish people. Mm. If the whole town or majority of the town were actually fish people, but no one admitted it. I did when they turned. I was like, oh my god, they're fish people. And then I thought we were going to pan back and have lots mm. more people in the town, but no, it was just Cause... the two renders. That could have been everyone's play acting. They all pretend to love killing fish people because they don't want to reveal their own secrets. Mm. And if the theme is everybody's got a secret like Luca and everyone's hiding something and no one thinks they're good enough and let's all celebrate our differences, but really because we're all different, we're all the same. Mm-hmm. If everyone were actually a fish person, wouldn't that have been much stronger? And you could have had maybe the, the fish family down the bottom of the ocean. Maybe they're the ones who are... who other ones who didn't know about the town like they've been left behind and so they're down there doing what they think 
is right by their heritage by staying underwater, but actually everyone's already mm. been up. Like, wouldn't that have been, that could have been a really simple way, I think, to yeah. solve that plot point. I think that sounds good. I'll mm. watch that. I think it would work okay. better. <laughs> okay, cool. I think, can I just put in here, I think one of the problems perhaps that we're having is the similarity with this narrative to other narratives. So Finding Nemo, mm. this film pretty much fits exactly that. You've got a worried parent who's scared of humans. You've got an adventurous kid who learns that humans are okay and then mm. they all live happily ever after. Like it's a very similar beat to this. Well, at least in Finding Nemo, they really engage with the plot about the parents trying to find the kids. It's kind of treated as a mm. comedic subplot here. It is pretty funny they're throwing water on all the kids in the town. But also, how many kids are in this town? <laughs> like 100 people and they can't find the, the two that they want to find? Yeah. But yeah, I, I agree. The kind of... It's similar beats, isn't it, to other stories similar that we've seen Similar to before. Little Mermaid as well and, yeah, mm. like it's, it's I don't Love think story, it's yeah. doing anything too new, but is that is that a bad thing? No, it doesn't have to reinvent the wheel. You can have films that mm. that sort of play with earlier film tropes, so that's fine. But, and, and you say saying, it's more of a kid's film, so mm. that doesn't mean you can, you can just give kid's films nothing and no effort and because kids don't care or know anything better, but don't have to reinvent the wheel. So, yeah, that's okay. All right, shall we dive into the the big discussion? Yes, and this is kind of more my point where if we just had them being friends or maybe a little bit more, you could have luxuriated a bit more in this setting and them hanging out and being friends and having plots about them being friends rather than plots about them finding a doing a race or running away from people you know mm -hmm. because as i think it was who was it famous person doesn't matter i'll just say the joke calamari by my name oh yeah 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 by your name sorry pretty good hey good Maybe so, that's the alternate title that's the alternate title <laughs> <laughs> so there are hints right that these boys who are friends maybe there's a bit more going on well <sighs> Here's the thing, I'd already heard the discourse about it, so I went into this film looking for that. Okay, you were prepped, were you? I, want, I was expecting more mm -hmm. for how certain the discourse was. I thought there'd be something really obvious in this storyline. Mm. Um, I wondered if that's why Alberto got so upset about Julia and Lucas spending time together because there was like a bi thing going on, love triangle sort of thing. But then I don't know if that's what the movie was trying to say. I think it was maybe more trying to say that Alberto felt abandoned again, like his dad abandoned him. Yeah. I think they're trying to have it both ways. They're mm. putting some of those hints in, but then pulling back far enough that they don't have to really address it. Pulling back and far I... enough so the film can still be released in China, you mean? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like, they don't really... Um... They yeah, always no... do that. It's like, no, it's not gay. We can still be in the Asian market and make lots of money. Because well, as they, soon as you do it, they, yeah. like, cut those scenes. <laughs> well, what they do is they have two sort of minor characters kiss that, mm. and so that scene can be in there for the American release and everyone's like, oh, how good are we? We're being yeah. representative and then to take that scene out if it goes to Russia. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Now, what I think is the story is about friendship and I, I understand that. I don't think it is really about them um, being, being in a homosexual relationship, but... There's enough there that you can definitely read into that. It doesn't take much to read into it. You're not really mm. trying to find things that aren't there. And you're totally right. They have a good friendship going on 
and then a third character comes into it who provides something else one of the characters there's a love triangle mm. in a friendship way for yeah. this one for sure yeah i think it's enough to have them as good friends and enough to have them I mean, if that yeah. was your reading into it, I'm not saying that your reading was wrong. Like, you're welcome to think whatever you want to think about this. And mm. I don't think, you know, you can't deny that the whole, oh, there's something different about this person and we're afraid of this person and mm-hmm. we've been taught our whole lives to hate people like you. And, mm-hmm. you know, that is quite obviously, well, that could be a reference to anything. It could be a reference to immigration. It could be a reference to LGBT people. It could be a reference mm. to political divides, you know, Um that's right. And it can and also in the story world, mm. it can just be him being a fish person. Yeah. It can be all those things and you can you're not wrong for reading into it or thinking that maybe that reading is a bit too far, but mm. I think he that's where I'm thinking the filmmakers are like we're going to do this and we can know we're doing it, but then we're not doing it enough that we have to really address it, you know. Mm-hmm. Enough's there under the surface, pun intended. That would've been a good title. Under the surface. Yeah. Hmm. Hit us up, Pixar. Well, maybe next time. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I think if you see read this film as something about saying something about the the gay experience, I think that is that's fine because things can be allegories. That that's okay. Mm-hmm. That that's all right. Everybody, we don't have to lose our mind either way. Like one one end or the other. It's just films can be good, you know. Films can be good, and this one was good. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing Emily's face right now. Mm. Mm. <laughs> uh, what do you think of the villain, quickly? Did you think he was good or bad or anything? Um, I was a bit confused about the age because he had like a stupid little moustache and then I was I thought he was like a grown man and then I was like, why are you abusing children? Well, they said something about him. He said he was 16 last year and he wasn't, so he's probably like 18 or 19 and he still wants to do this race to... <laughs> Like that, I mate, yeah. Yeah. Um, I just thought he was a bit one on note, like he was just mean yeah, for being mean. He and he had he had some friends who were like his lackeys who turned him at the last minute. I was like, oh, cool. That's... Yeah, there was absolutely no backing for them to turn on him like mm. that. It was like, oh, let's beat him up because we're all of a sudden annoyed of him. Mm-hmm. And what if he'd gone through a similar story as Alberto where he's got a dad who's away or something? Mm. Like we could have had a little bit of light and shade to him, but no, he was just... A bully because he's a bully. That's why he yeah. bullies. Anyway. Uh, the music was good. What do you reckon? The music? Yeah, Pretty I love the music. It was fun. Yeah. It was, it's Dan Romer from Superman Lois, the same composer. Oh, good. Yeah. It's not like a... There aren't any songs. No. It's not like a musical number. No, no, no. But the score was great. Yeah, it, it felt it felt appropriate. Mm. But in a good way. Not like it was just like basic. It felt like it was kind of yeah. fit. I also think like... We haven't really touched on how funny it was. Like, I found it really funny. Mm. Like, when the parents come up to the surface for the first time and the guy, like, pushes the kid into the water. (laughs) It's hilarious. When he's, like, the mum's, like, a god at soccer and then pushes all the kids into the fountain, the water balloons, the kid's, like, doing the sign of the cross before she comes because they know (laughs) they're going to get hurt. (laughs) Machiavelli was really funny. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it, it was... It felt really light and really fun mm. to me, like really bright. This felt to me, I think, similar to how people feel about Coco. Sure. I didn't really get that from it, but the mm. sort of colours and the light brightness I got from this mm-hmm. film. So, Yeah, and I really liked the sequence where 
he starts learning about science and mm-hmm. looks in the space and finds out there are different there are things up in the world up yeah. in the sky and so that was a really nice moment as well so yeah yeah on balance there's more good than bad in this film and the stuff that's bad is kind of more like a missed opportunity in my view rather yes. than something that's actively wrong so yeah i agree i think his little visualizations give a nice opportunity to show off some great animation as well so mm-hmm. i don't know I, I just felt like warm and fuzzy watching it it was nice oh, that's awesome good then what do you think of the um what was the name of the one fish that kept running away oh can't remember but uh cooper yeah basically. absolutely <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay shall we wrap up snake we shall what are you gonna rate it um, out of five? Yes, that is our system. That's <laughs> okay. always been our system. Just checking. I'm going to give it three stars today. Okay. So on the whole, you liked it. Yeah, and it's Pixar. Like, you're always going to get a certain level of Pixar, and it's unfair that they've made some of the best films ever that you have to compare them in your mind to mm. Funny Nemo, Incredibles, and whatever. But, yeah, it was really good, and I can see, you know, can see kids really enjoying it. Yeah. Even though it's a bit familiar to to people who are smart like you and me, so <laughs> just joking. Being sarcastic of me. Um I think I'm gonna rate it three <laughs> and three quarters of the of a star. Okay. What? Go on. I I really liked it. I thought it was fun. I would watch it again. I think rewatchability mm. is very high. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like you said, the things that we didn't love were more missed opportunities. Mm. And th- I still liked the overall vibes. I liked their relationship. I don't know. I just had a fun time with it. That's good. And it's beautiful to look at. Like, it's just mm. stunning. Uh, one of the writers, I recognized the name. I was like, where did I know that name from? And it turns out it was the author and screenwriter of Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. Ah. A film that is criminally underwatched and really underappreciated yeah so, the best jesse andrews good good guy well good writing <laughs> is he a good guy i you don't know, met him, you know. I don't, maybe he's bad no he's, he's probably fine <laughs> okay so now what could someone do if they wanted to uh help our show you could tell a friend about it yeah. you yeah. could give it a like give it Ooh. a review yeah go listen to our other episodes we've done it's our fourth season, so there are plenty. Done. Done. Pretty much every film has been released over the last four or five years. We've done a done a podcast about for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. I, I've forgotten what we said, but I'm sure they're all pretty good, most of the podcasts that we've done. <laughs> Just don't hold us accountable for anything that we said. Yeah, like especially like people we, we spoke about before, they turned out to be criminals like Yeah. Spacey and whatever. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> See you next time. Thank you very much for uh, listening and um, yeah, go watch Luca. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Geeky Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.